and welcome back to read this next uh, unfortunately we had some audio and visual errors so we missed our intro and we missed our first two books so i'm going to be introducing you from the editing side of things i guess um so the first two titles we well our topic of the week is actually going to be lgbtq rom-coms because last week we talked about um more straight presenting rom-coms and when we were doing that we weren't able to, like, it wasn't as easily apparent which, where to find LGBTQ romances. So Laura did a deep dive and found a whole bunch of titles in our collection. And we're going to be discussing those with you today. But I wanted to make sure that we covered the two that we missed with the audio error. So the first one was a historical romance called The Hellions Waltz by Olivia Waite. And the second was One Last Stop by Casey McQuinston. Um, and of course, if you missed those titles, you can check them out on our blog. And yeah, enjoy the rest of the episode. Bye. So this next, next book is another historical one. And it is the first book in a series. It's called The Queer Principles of Kit Webb and it's by Kat Sebastian. Kit Webb has left to stand and deliver days behind him, but dreary days at his coffee shop have begun to make him pine for the heady rush of thievery. When a handsome yet arrogant aristocrat storms into a shop, Kit quickly realizes he may be unable to deny whatever this highborn man desires. In order to save himself and a beloved friend, Percy, Lord Holland must go against every gentlemanly behavior he holds dear to gain what he needs most. A book that once belonged to his mother, a book his father never lets out of his sight, and could be Percy's savior. More comfortable in silk-filled ballrooms than coffee shops frequented by criminals, his attempts to hire the roughly-hewn highwayman, formerly known as Gladhand Jack, oh. proves equal parts frustrating and electrifying. Kit refuses to participate in the robbery, but agrees to teach Percy how to do the deed. Percy knows he has little choice but to submit, and as the lessons in thievery begin, he discovers thievery isn't the only crime he's desperate to commit with Kit. Scandal! <laughs> is scandal. <laughs> but when their careful plan goes dangerously wrong and shocking revelations threaten to tear them apart, can these stolen hearths withstand the impediments in their path? Oh! That's so I want to read that. Right. <laughs> Have you read this one? No. Oh. <laughs> I just made this list like this week. Mm -hmm. So um, I've only read one of them on it so far. But are they all on my to read list? Yes. They are now. They are Dang. now. Will I be reading them? Probably. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Come back uh, during Pride Week and we'll be like, and also don't forget this list yes. that we did. <laughs> I was thinking about that. Yes, definitely. Um, delightful. Yeah. Right? And this next title, but I just saw it. It's called The Perks of Loving a Wallflower. That's so <laughs> cute. But yeah, that one, The Queer Principles of Kit Webb. I just, I love the cover. I can't wait to read it. It looks so cute. It really does. Yeah. It really does. Okay. Yeah, I'm into it. This next one, though, like I said, called The Perks of Loving a Wallflower, um, which I assume it's by Erica Ridley. Is this the same series as the first one? Nope, no. Feminine Pursuits. Okay, so this is obviously same kind of situation, maybe, where you can read them out of order because this is the Wild Winchesters series. 
And it sounds like if you're a fan of Bridgerton, you can read this. Yes. Okay. As a master of disguise, Thomasina Winchester can be a polite young lady or a body old man. Oh, because she's a master of disguise. Got it, got it, yeah. got it. I was like, mm, huh? <laughs> got it. Uh, anything to solve the case. Her latest assignment unveils a top secret military cipher covering up an enigma that goes back centuries. But when Tommy's beautiful new client turns out to be the highborn lady she's secretly smitten with, more than her mission is at stake. Blue stocking Miss Philippa York doesn't believe in love. Her cold heart didn't pitter-patter when she was betrothed to a duke, nor did it break when he married someone else. All Philippa... Mm, I wonder why. Maybe it could be she doesn't like dudes. Or dukes. <laughs> Probably dukes both. or dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all Philippa desires is to res uh, rescue her priceless manuscript and decode its clues to unmask a villain. She hates that she needs a man's help, so she's delighted to discover the clever, charming Baron at her side is in fact a woman. Her cold heart. Did it just pitter-patter? <laughs> <laughs> These descriptions are so good today! I know. Um, thoughts about the perks of loving a wa wallflower. Super good can't wait yeah. sounds like we're gonna have some like play with maybe identity which i like yeah yes yeah i was thinking that too a little bit of that mistaken identity fun stuff mm -hmm. i hope there's a scene where they're like talking to her and she thinks that maybe um the person she's talking to is tommy and it's just like a random person <laughs> but it's and then tommy comes up beside her and is like that's not me <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> You'll have to write it, maybe. If it's mm. not in this one. I'll write a fan fiction. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So this next one is a uh, reality TV related one. It's called Love and Other Disasters by Anita Kelly. The first openly non-binary contestant on America's favorite cooking show falls for their clumsy competitor. Yeah. Recently divorced and on the verge of bankruptcy, Dahlia Woodson is ready to reinvent herself on the popular reality competition show, Chef Special. Too bad the first memorable move she makes is falling flat on her face, sending fish tacos flying, not quite the fresh start she was hoping for. Still, she's focused on winning until she meets someone she might want a future with more than she needs the prize money. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. After announcing their pronouns on national television, London Parker has enough on their mind without worrying about the klutzy competitors stationed in front of them. They're there to prove the trolls, including a fellow contestant and their dad, wrong, and falling in love was never part of the plan. As London and Dahlia get closer, reality starts to fall away. Goodbye, guilt about divorce, anxiety about uncertain futures, and stress from transphobia. Hello, hilarious shenanigans on set, wedding crashing, and spontaneous dips into the Pacific. But as the finale draws near, Dahlia and London's steamy relationship starts to feel the heat both in and outside the kitchen, and they must figure out if they have the right ingredients for a happily ever after. Ah, that's great. And I know you and I, I can't remember, I think it was for, <clears throat> we got a specific request for books that had non-binary characters. So it's nice that they're like, it feels like more and more are being written about 
non-binary people which is awesome because i when we were looking there was not that many this was a while ago though yeah i even this time i i was having a you know not easy but like comparatively easy time finding romances with um lesbian characters and gay characters but it was really difficult to find uh, any with trans characters mm. what there were is there were more of those literary ones that were like more serious breakdowns of more serious plots but there didn't seem to be any of those like light fluffy ones that had mm. trans characters I which wonder... is a pattern we see a lot with yeah. marginalized identities right like yeah. at first they're introduced in more serious stories where the plots are based around Who their experiences yeah. yeah their identity and then like as things get better yeah. <laughs> and people, you know, start recognizing more that just people are people and they all different stories should be told about all different kinds of people. Then you see more of those. So I'm hopeful that, you know, by next year, if I was looking for these, I would have a much easier time of finding books with featuring trans character romances and non-binary characters romances. Oh yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. But this one, this one on the list sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah love it okay um the next one is read between the lines by rachel lacy uh okay books are rosie taft's life and ever since she took over her mother's beloved manhattan bookstore they've become her home too the yeah the only thing missing is her own real life romance like the ones she loves to read about and rosie has an idea of who she might like to sweep off her feet she struck up a flirty online relationship with lesbian romance author Brie, and what could be more romantic than falling in love with her favorite author? <laughs> She's not wrong. Um, <laughs> Jane Breslin works hard to keep her professional and personal lives neatly separate, separated. By day, she works for the family property uh, development business. By night, she puts her steamier side on paper under her pen name Brie. Oh, okay. Jane hasn't had much luck with her own love life, but her online connection with a loyal reader makes Jane wonder if she could be the one. When Rosie learns that her bookstore's lease has been terminated by Jane's family's business, romance moves to the back burner. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Even though they're at odds, there's no denying the sparks that fly every time they're together. When their online identities are revealed, will Jane be able to write her way to a happy ending? Or is Rosie's heart clo a closed book? Again, great description. And I love that this is like a miscommunication, but not because they're purposely miscommunicating. Yes. Yes, I appreciate that too. It's very um the little shop on the corner or you've got mail yeah yeah it's very very cute. very much in that vein super cute <sighs> sounds very fun mm -hmm. very these fun. all do i know so i told you this was a great list yeah. i did tell you that <laughs> a fun way to end a friday <laughs> yes yes okay next one i think actually we wrecked the first book in this series last year in last year's pride month episode i think oh um and once again it's another series where like you don't have to read them in order it's like a group of friends or siblings or whatever and it's moving around between them but you can read them in any order and it's fine so this one is called out of character by annabeth albert 
in this little description. Uh, it's friends to enemies to friends to lovers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So Jasper Quigley is tired of being everyone's favorite sidekick. He wants to become the hero of his own life, but that's not going to happen if he agrees to help out his former best friend turned king of the jocks, Milo Leonetti. High school was miserable enough, thanks, and Jasper has no interest in dredging up painful memories of his old secret crush. But Milo's got nowhere else to go. His life is spiraling out of control, and he's looking to turn things back around. Step one, replace the rare Odyssey cards he lost in an idiotic bet. Step two, tell his ex-best friend exactly how he feels, how he's always felt. Jasper may be reluctant to reopen old wounds, but he could never resist Milo. There's a catch, though. If Milo wants his help, he's going to have to pitch in to make the opening Children's Hospital charity ball the best ever. <laughs> but as the two don cosplay for the kids and hunt for rare cards, nostalgia for their lost friendship may turn into something even more lasting. Ah, so I'm presumably Odyssey is like like a card game, like Magic: The Gathering or like Pokemon. So. Yes. Cool. That sounds yes. nerdy and delightful and so, so cute. Very nerdy. This author um, is very into like fandom culture and conventions and cosplay and obviously all that kind of stuff. So if you're interested in that, this one might especially work for you. Yeah. 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 Um, this, I, I have to say this next cover is very stylistic. I like it. It's very styled, and I have to be honest that I do not like the title of this book. I think it's weird for some reason. I just find it off-putting. It's called but... Slippery Creatures. Okay, I don't love it. I'm not. I don't love it. But I the feel description like got something different. Could have got something a little stronger, but the description I do really like, so I included it. Yeah. Okay. So this is by KJ Charles. Um, Will Darling came back from the Great War with a few scars, a lot of medals, and no idea what to do next. Inheriting his uncle's chaotic secondhand bookshop is a blessing until another secondhand bookshop. Very romantic idea. Fairly <laughs> so. Yeah. Until strange visitors start making threats. First a criminal gang, then the war office, both telling Will to give them the information they want or else. Will has no idea what that information is and nobody to turn to until Kim Secretan, se yeah, okay, sure, charming, cultured, oddly attractive, steps in to offer help. As Kim and Will try and find answers and outrun trouble, mutual desire grows along with the danger. And then Will discovers the truth about Kim, his identity, his past, his real intentions. Enraged and betrayed, Will never wants to see him again. But Will possesses knowledge that could cost thousands of lives. Enemies are closing in on him from all sides, and Kim is the only man who can help. Uh, and it is a 1920s uh, uh, men. What is? How do you say M slash M? Like that's man with just... man yeah yeah it's a gay romance a gay romance yeah and it's a trilogy in the spirit of the golden age of pulp fiction right yeah fun fun it just fun. sounds fun it reminds me a little bit of kind of the back and forth there's this <laughs> not very well-known agatha christie series with these two characters um 
oh boy, and now I feel bad. I can't even remember both their names. The woman's name is Tuppence. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, and they are like spies, investigators. And it just reminded me the description of that sort of vibe. Yeah. Tommy, Tommy and Tuppence. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> it is really cute. And they're very cute. This cute little like married couple having adventures. Um, and the vibe, it sounds similar to this one. Mm-hmm. So I into it. I'm so yeah. curious what like the, I mean, I, I, and talk about editing our own stuff I realize they say I'm so curious a lot I'm so curious what this information is that he has like that's what is being kept in this bookstore that could like hurt hundreds thousands it says (laughs) (laughs) probably some kind of code breaking key probably probably It is interesting how many of these books and the ones on the other romance episode we did have to do with bookstores. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's a lot, there's a lot of romances being written that in some way include bookstores. Mm -hmm. I guess it's It's a thing. It's just a very romantic idea, owning a bookstore, getting away from it all. I don't know. It is. We think anyway. (laughs) We work in libraries. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Our last one is one that I read last night. (laughs) (laughs) The best kind of wreck. (laughs) Yeah. I read it last night and yesterday afternoon, I messaged Nicole and our other coworker patients to say, I'm having such a great time reading (laughs) this book. I love it. Um, I, I did really, really enjoy it. I will say I wasn't as, I, I, I enjoyed it all the way through, but it was really the, like getting to know you part that I was just like, Oh my gosh, this is the cutest thing ever. It was so sweet. It was so sweet. And again, more like repetitive repetition of themes and stuff. This one is also a reality show based Hmm. thing. Yeah. Oh, it's really fun. Okay. Tell us all about it. It's called The Charm Offensive. It's by Allison Cochran. And our main character is Dev. I'm not even going to read the description. I'm just going to talk about it. So our main character, Dev, he is a, um, not a producer. He's not that high up, but he's like a show running assistant on a reality TV show that is very obviously The Bachelor. Okay. Like a Bachelor clone called Ever After. And their like special gimmick is that, you know, their main person, instead of being the bachelor, it's a prince. And instead Mm. of, you know, they're looking for his princess, that's their whole like conceit of the show. Yeah. And normally our main character, Dev, ends up kind of um, managing the female contestants. Okay. But in this this, uh, season of the show, they've got a, a new guy. And normally they do what they do in The Bachelor, where it's like, if someone doesn't win win yeah they <laughs> if bring someone on, isn't like, chosen they yeah. bring back like a fan favorite contestant to be the new bachelor or bachelorette or whatever but this guy is totally out of nowhere <laughs> his <laughs> cone just... head knocked open the the door <laughs> well that was very cute <laughs> oh <laughs> poor old patty <laughs> i just could close the door 
he's fine he just had for for the viewers he's fine he just had like some stitches put in last week um on his dew claw and when we're not able to watch him he has to wear the cone but it's healing so anyways continue <laughs> telling us about the book <laughs> okay okay so they have a, a their their guy contestant their prince is like he's an outsider he's from the tech world and he's very clearly um like he's not supposed to be like mark zuckerberg because that guy's like weird and creepy but he's meant to be that kind of like his whole world has been in technology and running yeah. a big um tech business not having to interact with people very much right and so this is supposed to like help him kind of reform his image so the reason he's he has a reason for doing it he's trying to reform his image um but he's super awkward <laughs> and, and like, he's he's the the bachelor yes he's the bachelor okay <laughs> so when they go to do the the first, like the first initial meeting, which is like the woman gets out of the car and walks over to him. They go to do that first. And the guy is so like nervous and worked up. He pukes Ooh. on our hero's shoes. Oh, <clears throat> yes. And now he's been our hero. Dev has been tasked with helping Charles, Charlie, the prince. Uh, Cause they're like, well, you're so good with managing the women. Well, the guy we had to manage the prince is very like, they've described him. He's kind of like a sort of bro culture, you know, kind Fair of like oh, punchy on the shoulder. And that is not going to work with this guy. Right. Yeah. So Dev has to go in with his more like charismatic, emotionally connection and help this guy and find out what he needs to feel comfortable. And he helps him get through meeting all these women. And then the 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 story carries on and it's sort of there's a whole bit about like dev trying to help charlie deal with the different situations that he has to deal with because you can imagine if you've watched the bachelor bachelorette or even if you haven't i feel like it's kind of in the zeitgeist like he has to go on like weird group dates with multiple women and they have strange little challenges and then there's ones that want to you know they're gonna kiss them and there's (laughs) dates and all this stuff right and these are all things that he's really really uncomfortable with and over the course of the story, like, it's pretty clear from the beginning that he has some, he's, there's different, um, you know, he's, he's neurodivergent. Got it. Okay. That's what it is. <laughs> so there's things that he has issues with and he's got some like uh, tactile things that bother him. And mm. Dev is learning about those and learning different ways that he can help him and help ground him. And it's just really sweet this getting to know you thing. And it's, it becomes pretty clear that like the person that Charlie is connecting to is not one of the princesses. It's Dev, his like producer guide friend. And that's not what's supposed to be happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Dev is also struggling because he, you know, has, has a contract and this is his job and he's not, he's like, am I taking advantage or what's going on? And then our main guy is dealing with he's never really experienced romantic or sexual attraction at all, really. Mm-hmm. And didn't really think it was part of his life. So he's sort of like, what is happening? Why am I having these feelings? What do they mean? Aww. I don't, you know, I don't want to give any more away, but well, there you can see where this is going. Yeah. Their developing relationship is delightful. There's a self-discovery. I was saying when I was talking to Nicole and patients yesterday, if you like that sort of protective um, 
hurt comfort sort of scenes there's like a fair bit of that of like dev learning how he can support charlie when he's having like an anxiety attack or a panic attack and then it you know dev also has his struggles and so charlie's learning how to support him and oh it's just so nice and all like the the other characters they like they they kind of um she doesn't the author doesn't fill out like that i mean it would be a big it would be a big um character list if you gave all of the 12 potential princesses their own personality (laughs) be pretty big book but she does like fill out the top three like you get to top two or three you kind of get an idea of what kind of people they are and other people who work on the set it's just really nice I really enjoyed their growing relationship yeah it was a good one it well, was really a good one. I'm glad that you were able to like to read one of them because they they all seem so cute. And uh, when yeah, when you were texting us about it, I was just like, oh my goodness, I want to read this one. It's so good. <laughs> it's really good. Um, super diverse too, right? Like our main character Dev, um, he his family's East Indian, and then we've got lots of just other background in the different characters and lots of different like representation of different types of sexuality and different exploring like Charlie's trying to figure out like what does this mean am I gay am I straight am I demisexual you know what do I have to pick a label all that kind of stuff so it's it's nice that they're actually like so many books don't get like they'll pick one type of representation and stick to it so it's nice seeing a whole flavor of it there is we've got like all sorts of stuff you know there's like there's an ace character like it's just really great yay it's really great yeah so of all of them definitely go check that one out (laughs) (laughs) that one I will say we don't have in print that one's only available on cloud library Mm. the rest of these are kind of a mixture some are in print some are on cloud library so you might have to check to track them down but they are all available from tbpl definitely there you go are we ready to wrap up we are I did have some other titles of kind of um other ones that I found that either didn't quite fit into this category the same way like I had like a kind of fun looking thriller (laughs) yeah like a like a a lesbian thriller that sounded fun so I'll just kind of throw all those sort of bonus titles at the end in the show notes for other episodes (laughs) yeah well maybe we'll throw them out in the pride one too but I'll I'll throw them in there because because I I found them all might as well put them all in the list yeah yeah people want them we want gay books (laughs) there's some really good ones it's so sweet oh my goodness it's so sweet so sweet okay (laughs) all right i'm gonna wrap us up now wrap us up thank you for watching listening whatever you're doing you can find us on most social media platforms by searching t bay pl uh you can find our show notes like laura was saying our website is www dot tbpl off the shelf.com um follow us on goodreads like us comment subscribe all that good stuff <laughs> and normally we say we'll be back in two weeks but uh who knows we'll see you in two weeks <laughs> <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs>